Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Today, I am joined by the lovely Vanessa Rinaldi, who is a paid ad specialist. Hello, Vanessa. Hi, Charlie. Thanks so much for having me today. It's lovely to meet you properly. So talk to me. Paid ad specialist. That sounds very fancy. What is it that you do? <laughs> what can you offer me? <laughs> so essentially, I work with high achieving women in business to help them grow their business, scale their business online through Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest paid ads. So not the organic side of things, the ads, the sponsored posts that you see in your feed and in your Pinterest feed, etc. I love that. I'm, Facebook ads has been monumental to the growth of our business with Phonics with Robot Reg. It's the only paid for method of marketing that we do. Everything mm -hmm. else is organic. Um, and it was literally transformational when we started doing it. So I'm um, excited to pick your brains and find out more um so is there a point in someone's business where you think actually go out to as many people as you can organically and then tip over and go into paid paid ads or is it something that you think people should be implementing early on in their business this is one of the questions that I get asked most regularly, when is the right time to start ads? And ultimately, if you have the budget and you can start early on, then great. You can use them on a very low level, you know, five, 10 pounds a day to build your audience. So grow that following on Instagram or increase likes, comments, shares on Facebook, for example, or simply just driving traffic from Pinterest to your website. So um, if you have just a little bit of budget and you can invest in some training and do it yourself, then I always say get on the bandwagon as soon as you possibly can, particularly with Pinterest, because we're so new to it here in the UK. Um, and it's a, really an untapped resource that we're, we really need to get to grips with as soon as possible, because it's a brilliant driver of traffic. Um, but if you're at the point of scaling your business, then absolutely you should be investing in a proper sales funnel to drive traffic and um, drive engagement and sales for your business, whether that's product or service based. How did you get into this? 
So my background is marketing and social media marketing, and I worked in the third sector. So I worked um, for Oxfam GB and Parkinson's UK, and I ran national campaigns for them. And then when I fell pregnant, I was traveling an hour to and from Oxford every day, and it was just completely unsustainable. Um, so when I went off to have my first um, child back in 2015 um, I decided that I was going to invest in some training in social media marketing because when I was on mat leave I came across loads of amazing women that were selling incredible products or um, they were coaches or course creators that absolutely knew what they were doing in their business but they had no idea how to market themselves on social media and so if you think about it Instagram was only really coming into play then as a business tool. Um, so I trained in social media marketing um, with Digital Mums and became a social media manager. Um, and I did that for about a year, um, managing clients' accounts and mostly managing um, mums in business, women in business um, kind of accounts, which I loved, but it was full on. And it was, you know, evenings, weekend work, and so I decided to um, have a little bit of a play around with paid ads. Um, and so I ended up, yeah, going into paid ads. I absolutely love it. It's something that um, I can see huge progression in somebody's business. I love watching their growth um, and it fits around my um, lifestyle with my two young children much better. Um, so, yeah, so I've been doing I've had my own business for four years now. I celebrated my business birthday last week um and yeah and that's it really that's the end of I've supported over 350 women in business amazing I actually taught myself Facebook ads off of a YouTube video and it took me five hours um <laughs> I was quite pleased with myself because I'm really yeah. not techie at all but the problem that I find is that from learning how to do it, and we had a really successful ads campaign that went, um, and because it was so successful, it meant that I could then outsource that to somebody else, which was absolutely brilliant. Um, and, and so I did that, but the problem is now when I go back to Facebook ads, I feel like they're moving on all of the time. So I don't have a clue now. Oh, I feel like I don't have a clue now. And then clients will ask me like, oh, can you have a look at my Facebook ads? And I think, Phew give it a go but I'm not sure how helpful I'll be is yeah. that a problem that people find or is that just me yeah I think um this is what we all find as ads managers that um things change all the time very quickly which is why it is great to outsource because then they can just keep their finger on the pulse at every moment um particularly with the iOS 14 changes which you might have heard about which I don't really want to go into detail on okay. But glaze over, um, over it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll glide over that one. Um, but it is re it's really challenging times for ads. That doesn't mean that um, uh, they're not the right place to be. It's, um, you know, iOS, iOS is affecting all kinds of social media channels and will affect email marketing as well. Um, so it's not a case of Facebook ads don't work anymore. It's just that we're going through a bit of a rough um, challenging times, shall we say. Um, but there's already glimmers of hope um, out there in terms of Facebook tracking. So yeah, it is something that is, um, the, um, you know, anything in the tech world um, changes rapidly. And so, you know, a large amount of my job is just keeping my finger on the pulse with that. That sounds stressful. <laughs> um, <laughs> talk to me about like, 
Facebook ads versus Instagram ads? Okay, so um, I think both platforms are great for different things. So um, what I normally do is if I start with a client or I train a client and you're just dipping your toe into the water of advertising, I normally advise going out to all placements. So you can see, does your audience respond better on Facebook or Instagram? Does it respond better on Instagram stories, for example, versus um, the Instagram feed? Um, and now, of course, Reels um, placement has just landed as somewhere that we can also advertise, which is really exciting from my perspective. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so I normally advise just going out to all placements and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, but the difference between them, really, I think you see great engagement on Facebook. Facebook is not dead. Facebook is still one of the most popular platforms and you can still get brilliant success there. So I always say to people, don't just go straight for Instagram. But Instagram stories ads can be really, really engaging. We're spending a lot of time in the stories placement anyway. Um, and I think really, ultimately, it's about the ads. So you can have a really engaging ad on um, one platform and it do a lot better than um, the other platform, for example, just because it's scroll stopping, just because it's got really timely, relevant copy and it's got a really show stopping image. Yeah. I I was just thinking as a consumer, I'm far more likely to click on something in Facebook that's um, sponsored rather than Instagram, even though I use Instagram more than Facebook. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, actually, we see great results on Pinterest because actually it's where people go to shop. So you go to Insta generally go to Instagram and Facebook for a social experience and the ads interrupt those all the time versus Pinterest where you're actually going to plan a purchase or plan a project and get inspiration. So actually they don't interrupt that at all. And we see really, really good results there as a result of that. In terms of Pinterest, is there a place for a service-based business there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of the most common misconceptions in the UK about Pinterest. So it is the primary driver of traffic of all the social media sites. And we know how difficult that is to get that amazing traffic to your site, particularly if you're service-based. So trying to get somebody to click off a social square on Instagram to a link in bio and then the link in bio onto your blog is so challenging whereas with Pinterest you can use it really cleverly to drive as much traffic as possible to for example a blog or um, to sign up for an email or a lead magnet or a video on YouTube if you're on YouTube or for your podcast so um, loads of coaches and creators are using it particularly for podcast um, building their podcast following and then if you're using something like Facebook and Instagram ads, then you can retarget them because they're landing on your site and you're building a uh, following, building a uh, audience of website visitors. So what I'm trying to get clients to do more than ever is think holistically about their marketing strategy rather than just social channels in isolation. Really think about which social channels are good for what and which advertising platforms good for what and how your email marketing can support that. So if someone's listening to this and they're not on Pinterest at the moment, what would your advice be to them? Um, so, uh, yeah, so what I advise people to do is have a look um, on Pinterest and use it as a business tool. What I love about Pinterest is because it's a search engine, 
they hold loads of data about what people are searching for. So there's loads of reports on the Pinterest website about what products people are searching for. Um, last year, for example, one of the top searches was looking for how to start a podcast, how to create their own audio room and start podcasting at home, for example. Um, and there's a whole list of what the top search terms are. Use those to um, use the, te the terms in your content, use them in your blog content, use them in your social media content, etc. So that's using Pinterest as a business tool solely, but then using it to um, actually promote your own business. Pinterest has moved far away from being um, a place where you go to plan your wedding or your interior project or your nursery or whatever. It's now being used to inspire people and um, particularly in terms of changing career or starting a business for example so people are searching for videos on how to start their own business or videos on how to start their own podcast so if you're a coach or course creator for example in that space then there's loads of potential for you there it's really easy and free to start a business profile. You can link it up to your website and then just start posting pins around your blogs and trying to get traffic over to your website. Okay, so, so many questions for you here, Vanessa. As you probably <laughs> guessed, I'm not on Pinterest, but now I'm thinking maybe I should be. But a lot of people say to me, look, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Clubhouse. I like a bit of TikTok in my life as well. Don't can, we all? Can I, can I add Pinterest in there as well? So the beauty of Pinterest for me is twofold. First of all, it is the platform for positivity. So there's no comments, there's no shares, there's no likes, there's no comparisonitis. We don't have to, we love our clients, we love our customers, but we don't have to engage with them over there. It is purely all about you. So you're... Um, so you will post pins about your business, selling your products or selling your services, and they will go to your website to drive that all important traffic. So that's the first reason I absolutely love it, because it's really, really positive and it's a space away from the noise. And that's why we saw a massive surge in it last year, because everybody wanted to come off agro conversations, contentious conversations, etc., on social at a time that we were in lockdown and they just wanted a beautiful place where they could go and get inspired and um, find exactly what they wanted in terms of um, ideas and sol solutions to their problems, for example. And then the second reason I love it is as a business owner, it's super simple and super um, quick to schedule loads of pins in one go them to go out and because there's none of that engagement you're not having to be on it every minute of every day so for example you could spend half a day a day or your VA could spend half a day once a month scheduling all of your pins and then they could go out over the next month two three months and all of those um, pins would just be drip fed over to your profile and they're all opportunities for your content to be seen on your website okay I need to get myself on there, don't I, Vanessa? You're sold, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think that people think it's a place for product-based businesses. Yeah, so um, they do. They absolutely do. And it's, um, you know, Pinterest are investing more and more in shopping features for product-based businesses, which is great. But um, if you look at any kind of... Um, 
the big coaches in the US, Canada, they've all been using Pinterest for years. So this is just an opportunity um, to that we need to bring to the UK. Um, so obviously I specialize in paid ads. Paid ads on Pinterest um, have been proven to have um, better conversion rates, better driver of traffic, lower cost per conversion time and time again, because it's not saturated, because there's room for everybody, because 98% or something of searches that people put in the search bar at the top are unbranded. So they're not looking for a specific brand or a specific person or a specific profile. They're just looking for an answer to their problem. Um, but I think particularly with the rise of video, and I know that that's time consuming for lots of people, but um, Pinterest have just in, uh, introduced idea pins, which are basically story pins, but they're evergreen on, uh, sorry, they're sto like Instagram stories. They were called story pins. They're now called idea pins, but they're basically like Instagram stories, but they're evergreen. So you create something like, for example, how to start your first podcast or how to um, create your first online course and you have a series of four or five different frames for example short snippets of video and that's on there forever so that's the beauty of Pinterest when you post something it's there forever so as long as somebody you've got your keywords which is what it's all based on as long as you've got your keywords on point in terms of your content content then it can be found at any time in the future. And that just makes sense to me rather than regurgitating content all the time. And really, like I say to my clients, we should be doing video content on a weekly, if not daily basis. So if you're filming, you know, a little IGTV, my five top tips to make more sales, then why not break that down and put it on stories, put it in TikTok, put it on Pinterest exactly. because you've created it anyway and if it stays on Pinterest for longer it sounds like a bit of a no-brainer to me yeah exactly it's just all about thinking about that workflow and thinking about how to repurpose something but if you just start for example with a blog and then think about how can I make a video from this from that blog for example I advise my clients to be creating five to ten pins to go to one blog and then each of those pins can be pinned up to 10 times on your profile. So essentially from one piece of original content, you've got a hundred opportunities for that content to be seen on Pinterest. Um, and how important do you think a blog is as well? Because for me as a consumer, I don't read blogs um, I, and I am such a consumer of video. So that's why I know how important it is. But obviously everyone's different. So how important is a blog? I know it's great for SEO. Do you think it's essential? Yeah, so I do advise a blog if you're a service-based business and you're trying to use Pinterest because it's a great place to cut up your content, put different pins out there and then drive it back to your blog for people to find, um, find out more about you and to build that know, like and trust factor, most importantly. Um, I think particularly because as soon as you go to Pinterest, you're essentially reaching the world with your content. And as long as you've got the right keywords, you could reach a client in the US, Canada, Australia, wherever, um, you're not limited. So it's really, there's a really exciting potential there, but obviously you're completely cold to them. So I think it's really good for building that 
um, kind of trust factor, certainly. But I do think that if you just start with that and then make a video of it and, you know, an idea pin or whatever, um, then I think that's it. the rise and rise of video, the algorithm on Pinterest is the same as other algorithms in that it's favoring video for sure. So a lot of my listeners who are listening to this podcast are people who are starting a business from scratch or people who are just starting out their journey. I have all sorts of people from people who have just got a seed of an idea to people who are running really, really successful businesses. So if someone's listening to this and they're right at the beginning of their journey and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I've actually only got an Instagram page at the moment. I don't know what I'm doing. I have got a bit of budget for ads, but I wouldn't have the faintest idea where to start what would your advice be to them? If they're interested in ads, then invest in some training. Don't, I mean, you're going to be throwing spaghetti at the wall if you have a go at it and you've got no idea what you're doing. Um, what m- most of the time I hear when people are starting up that they're boosting posts, which is not necessarily the most strategic way of uh, targeting your audience with your amazing product or service. So um, it's worth that initial outlay to get to grips with what you're doing and to know most importantly how to read the results because what I find is that people put the ad out there and then it's like a huge sigh of relief but they've got no idea what kind of stats they're meant to be measuring what good looks like etc so I would very much suggest that you get some support in those initial stages in terms of ads. Let's just talk about boosted posts because I set up my first business when I was 21. Um, I didn't use any sort of social media for the first couple of years. Um, and then and then I made a, a, a profile, a Facebook profile to advertise my business. And um, boosted posts came along and I tried them out. I used to spend 20 pounds a month on my boosted post and I used to do so well out of it. I used to get so many, I was uh, ran a party business right at the beginning, so many party bookings because of boosting my post. And then literally one day I woke up and it all gone to pot. Boosted posts were no longer something that worked. And I think that was like a huge learning curve for me because we can't, become complacent on these things that work because things are constantly moving and changing but what happened to the boosted post I love that (laughs) so you can absolutely still boost a post if you want to and I still think that there's a great um there's a great objective called engagement in ads manager and that is essentially really great for you if you're starting out in business because you can build those um you can optimize your ad for likes comments and shares and that's going to grow your following and grow your reach and particularly for local businesses that's brilliant so that is something that's still really underutilized so that's kind of a hot tip from me to start to consider something like an engagement ad and that you know again you can do that on five ten pounds a day Um, So that's a good way of testing whether your message is resonating with people before you might turn it into something like a conversions um, ad campaign and drive sales or inquiries or whatever. Um, So, yeah, that's what um, that's what I'd suggest. (laughs) But do you think that one day we might see Facebook ads not working in the same way as it has and stuff moving on and, and us having to relearn something new? 
I mean, we've seen that this year. So the biggest change to Facebook ads for years has been um, the iOS 14 landing from Apple and people having to opt into ads now. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't retarget them, but it has become more challenging in terms of tracking um, things. And I am in Ads Manager most of the day, every day, trying to work things out and get workarounds, et cetera. So yeah, things are changing every year. I mean, we saw an incredible year last year with so many businesses coming online. Um, and I'm very, very fortunate that I run a business that is in demand. And obviously that hasn't been the case for everybody, but um, yeah, so, I don't think it's going to change in that we're not going to all stop advertising on Facebook. Most definitely not. Um, but I think that we should be thinking more holistically and I think that we should be spreading risk. And I do that in my business and I have always advised clients to do that in their businesses. So obviously we always talk about email marketing. So ads can often, particularly service-based businesses, can only do one job of trying to get people to your lead magnet or get people to your um, service page, whatever it might be, but your email nurture sequence is key in trying to convert them. And it's the same with um, product-based businesses as well. Um, thinking about somewhere like Pinterest, trying to drive different new traffic from Pinterest, for example, um, and obviously there's TikTok ads, LinkedIn ads, etc. So without wanting to overwhelm people, because we can't do all of the things all the time, I know that in my, my own business. So um, just really thinking about um, what could work for you and um, not putting all of your eggs in the Facebook ads basket or any other basket. <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That is good advice. Um, so at the end of every podcast, I ask the same three questions. So I'm going to ask them to you right now. My first one is who inspires you? Um, okay, so I was thinking about this earlier and um, we've all got kind of the usual people, but I guess um, Holly Tucker was the person that really inspired me and um, to start my own business. I had this book um, called Starting Your Business from the Kitchen Table. Um, and so I followed that from start to finish to create this business plan and what my business could look like. So that was what, four or five years ago. Um, so her, I saw Mary Portas um, talking year before last in a, an, a real life event, which feels like a another decade um and so and she was super inspiring she's so eloquent and so energetic and passionate so those two definitely um and then I was thinking and really on a day-to-day -day basis the people that inspire me are my business besties I call them so my friends that also run their own businesses um just celebrating those little wins has been so important on WhatsApp in the last year to all keep ourselves going um, and seeing clients, the way that they've responded to the pandemic and um, I hate this word, but pivoting and changing the way that they offer what they offer online and using Facebook ads in a really interesting way to boost their sales. So that's been amazing to be part of that. And what about a book that you would recommend? You sort of had one there, but have you got any other books for me? Yeah, so my book um, Company of One, it's called. Um, it's by Paul Jarvis. Um, and it came at a time last year when um, I think naturally when you get to year three in a business, 
you start to, particularly in my service business, you start to think about growing a team and what that might look like, whether you're going to have employees, etc. And I just love this book because it was all about how you don't necessarily need to grow in size or number, but you can just get better. So whether that's better clients, better offerings, better courses, whatever it might be, um, just getting smarter and better. So I absolutely love that book. Um, and the other book that completely saved me was a book called Profit First, which you've probably heard of. And that's just revolutionized my finances, which I have to say is the most challenging part of my business for me. <laughs> and what about finally a piece of advice for a fellow entrepreneur? Um, yeah, so I've got a few. Um, the first, somebody asked me this the other day and my response was, know that you will dig deeper than you've ever dug before um, because there are such amazing highs but there are such epic lows as well um, that you really really do need to dig deep and somehow we do it and we have done in the last year and that's just incredible really um, trust your gut so your gut is never ever wrong um, in my experience anyway um, you know don't wait to um, work with different people if you don't think that they're kind of aligned to you. Um, I heard this term the other day about happy money and make sure you follow the happy money. So um, it's not all about money, but as soon as you're working with somebody that brings you joy, that's what when kind of the happy money comes. Um, but on a more practical level, get an accountant and get a VA as early as you possibly can because everyone I speak to we all leave it too late and we wish we'd done it sooner so if anyone's starting out and um, that is the investment I would highly recommend I absolutely second that <laughs> um tell everybody where they can find you so that they can follow your journey so that they can get in contact with you and say Vanessa help me I need your help where can <laughs> they find you okay you can find me over on Instagram at Mrs Social um and I share loads of tips and advice about Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest ads over there um, and then my website is mrssocial.co.uk Fabulous, thank you so much for joining me today I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much for having me Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. See you in there.